Welcome to Wild Heart Alchemy, your spiritual and practical heart-centered blueprint for more joy, love, and deeper connections with your host, Jillian C. Wild. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the second episode of Wild Heart Alchemy. I'm your host, Jillian C. Wild. Today, we're going to be discussing speaking our truth. What does it mean? How do we go about doing it? And how do we execute it in a way that creates a safe container for both the person who's expressing what's on their mind, how they feel, while valuing and recognizing the person on the receiving end. Essentially, how do we get heard? My opinion, this is an important topic because the phrase speaking our truth or the expression of speaking our truth has the power to deepen our relationships and connections with others and when used inappropriately, can fracture, destroy, and deeply wound our relationships. This topic is actually one of my favorites because of the blissful, amazing relationships that we can get out of being vulnerable when expressing our feelings. And equally, it is a bit of a thorn in my side because I often hear the expression of speaking our truth used incorrectly. And we're going to discuss both sides of how speaking our truth and the expression of our feelings can empower us, how it can deepen our connections with one another, and how it can sever and destroy relationships. Before we drop straight into this conversation, let's do a breathing exercise together if you are comfortable. If not, just listen along and we'll reconnect after the exercise. We're going to take a couple deep breaths in and as we breathe, just follow along with the instructions I offer. If it's safe to do so, take a deep breath in, just allowing the air to move in and slowly exhale. Again, another deep breath in, allowing the air to just naturally release. And on the third inhale, when you're ready, take a deep breath in. And as you release, sigh out the word love. One more inhale in and exhale and sigh out the word love. As you do this, just notice what happens in your body. Do you notice if there's a softening, a settling, a releasing? Just notice what comes up for you. And now we're going to do this exercise again. Deep inhale in. And exhale when you're ready. Gently breathing in. And exhale. And now this time on the exhale, sigh out the word hate. So deep breath in. Exhale the word hate. Deep breath in and exhale the word hate. Now just notice what happens your body now. Do you notice any tension? Does your neck or throat tense up? Do your shoulders creep up? Do you feel a tightness or tension in your belly? Just notice what happens for you. Notice what happens within your body as you exhale the word hate. The reason I had us do this exercise is to understand that the power of our words have the potential to create a positive or negative effect on both ourselves and those around us. 
So what does it mean to speak our truth? As most of you probably already know, it simply means we are expressing our wants, needs, and perspectives in a way that we view as our truth. So not the truth for everybody, but the truth for ourselves. The truth in the way we perceive and know it to be for us. We're not talking about facts. We're talking about beliefs that we hold near and true to ourselves. And in order to express ourselves in a way that allows us to be heard, it requires a degree of vulnerability in sharing our thoughts and feelings in a way that feels true to us, even if it makes us feel exposed and uncomfortable. It is an opportunity to be authentic in the expression of our feelings. It is our vulnerability when met with compassionate understanding that creates a deep connection within a relationship. Wounding happens through relationship. Therefore, it can be restored and healed through relationship. So when we express ourselves with authenticity, it allows an opportunity to dive deep into what's coming up for us so that we can share our fears, our story, and our feelings in a way that cultivates deeper connected relationships. And it can be really scary to say what's on our mind and how we are feeling, especially if we've grown up in an environment where expressing ourselves and being true about what's coming up for us hasn't always been met with a level of compassion or sensitivity that was needed in order for us to be able to process our feelings. So how do we overcome this? One, we start to build relationships or recognize the relationships in our life that have the ability to hold space for our feelings and to listen to what we have to say and meet them with a degree of sensitivity. And this can start with a therapeutic relationship with a coach or a therapist or a trusted good friend or friends within your circle or a partner. Relationships that empower us with choice give us the opportunity to decide who we tell and what we tell to whom. And two, we learn to dive a little deeper into the fears that come up for us so that we can learn to speak for our fears, our pain, our hurt, instead of from it. What's the difference between speaking for our fear and from our fear? When we speak for our fear, it means that we have a grounded, centered presence within us and we are aware of our pain point and our hurt. And we are able to speak from it from a place of clarity and a calm. When we speak from our fear or from our pain point, we are really merged with the energy of how we feel. We can be locked into it being the only truth. We can feel really wrapped up and absorbed by the emotion. Where our communication can get derailed is when we're locked into a perspective or locked into an emotion, it's all we can see. It is the basis of our reality which is really normal because when we feel hurt or feel pain or feel upset, we want to do everything we can to protect ourselves, to keep us guarded and to keep us safe. And when this energy is really, really, really big within a conversation and we're speaking from how we feel, 
it makes it difficult to communicate clearly, and it can make it challenging for the person on the receiving end to hear what's being said. Because naturally, when very strong energy is coming at us, the brain picks up on a threat. There is a threat detection and alert that happens. Just like if we were in the wild and a lion was coming at us. Our natural defense mechanism is going to do everything we can to protect ourselves and keep ourselves safe. So now what we've created is a container or space where nobody is being heard within the conversation. Because the only goal within the conversation now is that each person involved in it needs to keep themselves safe. See if you can hear the difference between these two expressions. You came home late. You're disrespectful to me. You never bothered to call me. I'm sick and tired of this. Your behavior isn't cool and I'm not okay with it. Did you notice what happens in your body as you heard this? Did you notice any tension arise or a position that your body might have taken, folded in on itself? Listen again and just notice how your physical body reacts. You came home late. You're disrespectful to me. You never bothered to call me. I'm sick and tired of this. Your behavior isn't cool and I'm not okay with it. Now just notice how your body responds when you hear this instead. Is it any different than how your body responded to the first conversation? Just take notice of what comes up for you. When you came home late the other day and didn't call to let me know that you were going to be late, it actually made me feel like I wasn't important enough to you to connect with me. And I'm curious if you could help me understand this. They sound very different, don't they? One invites curiosity, invites compassion, it invites understanding into the conversation. The other one really gets our guard up. In the first example or situation, I was speaking as if I was speaking from a fear or from a pain point. And we were unloading the feelings or passing the emotional responsibility onto someone else. And when we do that, we lose our sense of empowerment because we're making someone else responsible for how we feel. Therefore, we can't change or alter how we feel until they change or alter their behavior. So we're giving our power away in this sense. And we're putting up a guard that we're not going to be received in this conversation because how could we be when the other person's natural defense mechanism goes up? In the second example, I was speaking for the fear. So we're not speaking from the energy of fear. We're actually speaking from a place of centeredness, awareness, consciousness, and expressing what came up for us and how it made us feel. In the second example, what you might have noticed is that you wanted to respond. There may have been a level of compassion or understanding or love that was flowing to the person because you could hear and understand their pain point and hurt. Yeah? So speaking our truth comes with a level of responsibility. In order to be effective in our communication, we really need to get to know the parts of us that are afraid and what fears they hold and be willing and courageous enough to be vulnerable in the expression of how we feel. And this can be difficult when we're not aware of our fears. 
and when they're sort of lurking in what some might call the shadow. We really don't know what we don't know until we know it. And one of the ways to get clarity on how we show up in our patterns is through the practice of IFS, or internal family systems. This was the beginning of my journey and my road many years ago. It was the unwinding of my shadow and my attachment patterns and how I showed up in relationship. And I believe so wholeheartedly in the IFS method because it changed my life. It changed my expression. It changed my communication or how I communicated because I was entering my conversations with clarity and presence. It changed how I showed up for myself and in my relationships, allowing for deeper love, connection, and care that was mirrored on both sides. And when we show up for ourselves with accountability and compassion, the reflection that is mirrored back to us is very different. We get a different response from the people around us. And this is what happens as we learn to integrate new patterns into our way of being. Now we know what an authentic expression of speaking our truth responsibly looks like. I'm going to flip the switch on this conversation. Because unfortunately, I often hear the phrase speaking your truth being used as a bullying tactic that actually severs connections between individuals and can create a gap so large between two people filled with so much hurt that trying to repair or mend things between each other becomes a task that feels nearly impossible. Tell me, have you ever found yourself in a position where somebody has come to you, unloaded all these really big feelings on you, the conversation feels one-sided, there's not a lot of talking coming from you, there's not much space for you to speak, and they close the conversation with, I'm just speaking my truth. And have you noticed in a situation like that, your defense mechanisms naturally arise, where you want to fight back, where you don't want to discuss anything at all? There is a reason and explanation for that. When used incorrectly, the phrase speaking my truth creates only enough space within a room or a conversation for the person who's doing the speaking to have their voice heard. It can be used as a tactic to say what I have to say and how I feel are the only feelings that matter here. My perspective is the only truth in the room. Therefore, your feelings, you and your perspective, don't matter. It's only my voice within this room that counts. It's only my opinion and how I feel that counts here. There is a dismissiveness that's happening within the expression of the communication and the person who's on the receiving end is being dismissed and pushed out of the conversation. Inadvertently or on purpose, we are being dismissed and excluded. So when we use the phrase speaking our truth incorrectly, we are trying to emphasize and put ourselves in a position of power and control, devaluing or dismissing the person on the other side. It's very similar to being told that how you feel doesn't matter and therefore you don't matter. And I don't know about you. I don't know anyone who appreciates feeling like they don't matter. 
And I want to share a story with you about how this phrase, when used incorrectly, actually ended a long, close friendship of mine with somebody that I loved very dearly. Me and this person had an ongoing situation where we did not see eye to eye on what had transpired between the two of us. But every time we would meet in conversation, anything that I presented was reflected back to me in a very defensive way. My feelings were never acknowledged in the conversation. Every time the other person expressed how they felt, they were met with a certain level of compassion, whether I agreed with what they were saying or not. They were always met being heard and being acknowledged and understood. And the more this conversation started to go on, I decided that I was now going to put up boundaries and I wasn't going to allow this type of expression to be part of my world anymore. So I started to put up more and more boundaries saying that if we can't communicate in a way that shows each other respect and love and appreciation for how each other feels, we're not going to get anywhere in this conversation and it's going to eventually hurt our relationship. So let's take some time and space to think about what we want to say and we'll try this again. And we did. And the conversation continued to repeat itself in a very similar fashion and format where one person was expressing their feelings and being met with acknowledgement and understanding for their perspective and position and how they felt. And while I was on the receiving end of defensiveness the entire time. So eventually I said no more communication. I needed to stop it. It was feeling toxic to me. It was unhealthy. I could clearly see that this person's feelings and story was being projected on me. I could see that they were intertwined and entangled with an internal wound or belief that really didn't have anything to do with me. And that's a very painful position to be in. And all we can really truly do is meet that person and acknowledge that they have feelings and that their feelings matter. It doesn't mean that we have to agree with them. So I decided that my best way to handle this situation was to cut the conversation off. And the last words and the last statement that was directed at me was an unloading of how they felt, their perspective with no room for my feelings. And they closed the conversation with, I just need to speak my truth. How I feel is my perspective and I don't want to be tried to be tricked into anything else. I've done nothing wrong here. I'm just speaking my truth. And that's how they closed the conversation unloading their feelings with no room or space for me in their conversation with their perspective as the only possibility and told me I just need to speak my truth and that is me speaking my truth and for them yes it was their truth absolutely I acknowledge that what they believed was true for them was really true for them. And this is one of those conversations where one perspective can be so narrow and we can be so emotionally locked into how we feel that it doesn't allow 
for possibility outside of our perspective. The perspective that one person's belief is to be true. This excludes the other person's feelings and sends a message they don't matter. When in fact, not belief, in fact, more than one possibility can be true at any given time in any given relationship. And that is how speaking our truth then becomes a bullying tactic. Because what we're doing is communicating to the other person that our perspective and our reality are the only truth. Therefore, making whatever they perceive or however they see the situation or however the situation lands for them has no truth. The opposite of truth for you is what? Fill in the blank. So we're communicating to somebody else that what I say is correct and right and what you're saying isn't the truth for you or the truth at all and holds no value. And if we're not careful about how we speak our truth, it can cloud the other person's perspective. If we are in the habit of allowing only our perspective to exist and we communicate only this one point of view or the way we see and look at things, not allowing the other person or people to have access to their own perception of things, it can make things really muddy in our relationships. And if we do this enough times, not allowing the other person or persons on the receiving end to weigh in, they can start to lose clarity on how they sense and define their world and their reality. And that's where the nature of speaking our truth becomes toxic. So we have to be very careful how we use the phrase speaking our truth. And I think to be even more clear, do we even need to use the phrase speaking our truth? Because if we go back and revisit what authentic vulnerable expression looks like, it's coming from a place of truth. Speaking our feelings and expressing ourselves in a way that communicates what's going on for us. And again, we have that responsibility to communicate in a way that is clean and respects the person on the receiving end as well as valuing how we feel. We can express and communicate our feelings in a way that empowers us allowing us to take accountability and responsibility for how we feel and respects the person on the receiving end so that we have an opportunity to create deeper connection and compassion and understanding of each other and how we show up and feel within a situation that is affecting us. That way we can repair and make amends so our relationships feel more secure and filled with love. The ultimate goal in expressing our feelings and our truth is to be heard. And we want to create an environment where everybody feels comfortable and safe to express how they feel. One person in a relationship is never required to do all the work of holding the emotional space of both people. And if you're finding this to be a common thread in your relationships, just know that things can change when we do the work and we're open to looking in the mirror and we're open to self-improvement and we're open to looking at ourselves with some truth. 
And sometimes that can be really, really hard to do on our own. And sometimes we need the guidance of a therapist or a coach to help shift our mindset, to help us recognize the parts within us. As most of you probably know, it's a lot easier to see what somebody else is doing than it is to see what we are doing. And when we see ourselves, our parts and patterns with clarity, this is our superpower. This is what gives us our confidence to choose what relationships we want to be in, what relationships do not feel good for us, and what relationships reflect unhealthy patterns that keep us stuck from moving forward. That's it for today. Thank you for allowing me to speak my truth as I know it. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you follow along so you don't miss the next one. And leave a comment or review to help other people find this community. If there's anything you want to hear about in the future, put it in the comments or email me. Let's connect. Let's work towards building a community with shared values of love, joy, empathy, and connection. Let's create a world that feels safe for all of us to be ourselves. See you next time.